I'd met an Indian guru named Yogi Bhajan, and I became very devoted to his particular style of yoga, which was called Kundalini Yoga, and became extremely, extremely committed to it. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about whether Christians should be doing yoga or not. And we're going to look more into the facts of yoga by talking to a former guru of Kundalini Yoga and asking him what he thinks. Now, today on our show, we will have Mike Shreve, who was a Kundalini Yoga guru, who was running a yoga ashram and had 300 students that considered him to be a great teacher. A yoga ashram, just so you know, is a place for practicing yoga, meditation, and other spiritual practices that some are seeking to evolve and grow spiritually. Mike, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, it's my joy. It's my honor. Thank you so much. Mike, yes, of course, because honestly, I can't wait to find out more about how you came from being so deep into yoga and now being a Christian. I've never heard of that. So, I understand that before you were a spiritualist yoga guru, you grew up with a background in Catholicism. Tell us about that. Well, I was very devoted as a child. I was an altar boy. I was at church four or five days a week and very committed to that particular religion. But in all those years, I never had a personal encounter with God. And so, as a teenager, I drifted away from it altogether and became a rock musician and played in a rock band all over the state of Florida. And little by little, that led me down a road that wasn't good until at the age of 19, I had a near-death experience where I was terrified because my soul was leaving my body, going out into a very dark, throbbing void, and I knew I was unprepared to meet death. And so, even though it was a very negative experience, it had a very positive effect because it put me on a journey, a journey to find the truth, a journey to find God, a journey to find myself. And it took me a while to finally arrive at those three things that are so important in every one of our lives. But I did find the answer. Mm, You know, I think a lot of people are on that journey and you nearly dying totally makes sense why suddenly, as a young man, you started seeking spiritual answers. So, why do you think at the time you were pushed out into this void, like you said, when you had a near-death experience, why was it just a void? Well, there was nothing that I could reach out for because I had no connection with God at the time. And so, I was just helpless. I was completely at a loss concerning how to respond. I just hoped for the best. And Mm. actually, it was a drug overdose, unintentional. Apparently, the drug I took had some kind of poison in it. And I was just hoping beyond hope that I would recover. And thank God I did. 
But after I came back from that terrible experience, I realized how shallow my life was. And I could see that everyone I was surrounded with, or most everyone I was surrounded with, were very self-seeking people who were out for what they could get in life and really didn't care about each other and really didn't care about profound things that mattered was all a very surface existence. And so I couldn't handle it anymore. I didn't fit at the parties anymore. I certainly didn't want to play rock music in the band anymore. And so I dropped out of college with one intention, and that was to search for God until I found him. And that's when I met an Indian guru named Yogi Bhajan. And I became very devoted to his particular style of yoga, which was called Kundalini Yoga, Mm. and became extremely, extremely committed to it. I was spending 12 to 14 hours a day in solitude after several months. Oh, wow. 12 to 14 hours a day. That is pretty devoted to growing and evolving into spiritual things. But what exactly about the Kundalini Yoga teachings and everything associated with that would cause you to be so committed like that? Well, there was a great amount of peace associated with it, a semblance of peace. I seemed to be on a journey that felt like it was headed the right direction at the time. I had not yet had a personal encounter with God. That's what I yearned for. That's what I longed for. It's what I wept for at times. But I did have some supernatural experiences. At the time, I felt they were legitimate. Now I feel that they were delusional. And yet all of those experiences paled compared to the encounter I had with God when it finally all came together. Right. You mean later on as a Christian. But before all of that, I understand you got so devoted that you became a kundalini yoga guru yourself. But what exactly is a guru for someone who's never heard of that? Well, the word guru is just simply a word that means teacher, and it comes from two root words, guru, that mean out of darkness into light. And, of course, the implication is that you are helping people come out of the darkness of being a fleshly-minded person that is bound to the physical senses to a spiritual-minded person who transcends this physical world. Mm -hmm. But the problem was, I was not in the light yet, so I couldn't lead anyone else there. I thought I was. I was actually becoming a much better person. I never did drugs, never drank alcohol, never watched television, never went to movies. All I did was spend my entire day, every day, meditating, chanting mantras, reading various scriptures from Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, Christianity, Judaism. Anything that claimed to be a holy book, I would spend time studying it. And many other books written by various New Age teachers. Hmm. I was exploring it all. I just wanted to wipe the slate clean and find God from a fresh beginning point. And then some remarkable things happened. The Tampa Tribune newspaper did a big article on me, and I thought it would increase my classes. But instead, it alerted a prayer group in town to start praying for me. (laughs) And there just happened to be a member of that prayer group who was a former yoga advocate himself. And he had been much deeper than I had been in his involvement and had become a follower of Jesus. And I had heard about this man through the grapevine. 
but I had never met him personally. Hmm. So anyway, this article appeared in the newspaper, and this prayer group began to pray for me. And they had a 24-hour prayer chain where they were praying that God would come to me and reveal himself to me so that I would see the uniqueness of Jesus and the uniqueness of the message he taught, which is called the gospel, which means good news. Well, during that time, three or four weeks in which they were seeking God in my behalf, an old friend of mine wrote me a letter and told me how he had walked in a church and he heard an audible voice say, Jesus is the only way. And he felt the Spirit of God come upon him. And he said at that moment, he was born again, which was a term I was completely unfamiliar with. And as I read on in his letter, I realized it meant a spiritual rebirth where the Spirit of God enters back into you. Well, that was a complete departure from my mindset at that time, because as a yoga teacher, I taught that God is already inside of every human being and merely Mm. needs to be awakened, or we need to be brought out of our sleep state and awakened to this divine essence that's within us all. So I thought, well, one of these scenarios has got to be wrong, and the other has to be right. And I was a truth seeker, Mm. and I was open-hearted. And so I thought, well, maybe, just maybe, I have misinterpreted the words of Jesus. Mm. And so I thought, I'm going to devote one day to him. And I believe if he is real, he will show me that day. Wow. So you were so open-minded and willing to try out something different. I understand that open-mindedness carried you to a completely transformed life where you truly encountered the living God. So let's stop here. I want to have you on our next show to talk more about what happened from here and how you had this encounter with God. Mike, we want to hear more of you on our next show. Certainly. Hang on. Let's go a little deeper and talk about what you just heard right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA. And that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? It's fascinating to me how Mike wasn't really into any spirituality at all. And then at the moment where, you know, he's getting hungry for that stuff is when he has a near-death experience. He's like, I need to find something else that's real. And he found yoga and Hinduism, which seemed at first to be satisfying that hunger a little bit, giving him, you know, things like health, giving him answers, and giving him some type of fulfillment. I think that's why a lot of people might try to choose things like yoga and things like that. But interestingly, Mike said that those were usually temporary feelings. Ancient scriptures warn us of giving into things just because it appears good for us that it could be bad. It is written in Matthew 4, 8 through 10. 
It says, again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Now, Satan is the one who's bringing this to Jesus, right? He's a spiritual entity that is opposed to God. And look how he does this. He's trying to introduce worship to himself by offering like benefits, like, look what I'll give you. Look what you'll gain. Look what you can get. Now, Jesus knew that they were empty promises because he's the author of life. And he responded saying that, you know, we should only serve the Lord Yahweh. Now, you see, we were all created to worship and to have a spiritual hunger, but not all spirituality is the same. Okay. Just because something gives a benefit doesn't mean it's really good for you. In the end, it could be an empty promise. What about you? Have you felt like you've given into something, something you know that's not of God deep inside, but you feel like it gives you some type of benefit? If that's you, let's take a moment just to repent of those things and get rid of those things. Lord Jesus, we turn to you. We realize that you're the only one who has the true fulfillment, the only one who can truly bring that benefit in our lives. So Lord Jesus, if there's anyone listening saying, well, I'm into this stuff, Lord Jesus, we repent of those things and we turn to you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.